Welcome, everybody. This is Nathan Gasford with the Anointed and the Pointed podcast. We're helping you find out who you are in Christ so you can go out there and do the works of Jesus. My friends, then get the same results that Jesus got. Today, I want to talk to you about what is your mental image? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a failure or a champion? Do you see yourself as a body? or a spirit that lives in a body? Do you see yourself as somebody that's never good enough and will never get it right in life? Do you see yourself as screwed up, messed up failure? Now, even though I'm asking these questions, maybe a lot of you are saying, well, yeah, sometimes I do, or why would I ever, ever think of that? Well, here's the truth, my friends. The mirror don't lie. Sometimes in the mornings when we get around and we brush our teeth, brush our hair, whatever we do to get around that we want to see how it looks. A lot of times we don't like what's staring back at us in the mirror, but what mirror are you looking at? Because see, in the natural mirror made of glass, you might not like what you see, but when you look into the mirror of God's word, my friends, you're not a failure, you're not a screw up, you're not a mess up, and he wants you to be aware of your mental image. Proverbs 23, 7 For as he thinks within himself, so is he. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. So my friends, what you think of yourself holds a lot of weight, my friends. Holds a lot of weight. See, it's time that we start getting a very healthy picture of ourselves that line up with the word so we can go from a mental image of failure to a champion, from a sinner saved by grace to a righteous son, of the living God. From I will never get it right to Jesus already made me right by his blood and I'm saturated in his life type of image. Because my friends, I'm telling you right now, the world will paint a different picture of you. You're good enough if you do X, Y, Z. That's not what God's word says. See, the father's mental image about you is healthy. Now what's yours about yourself? See, we got to start seeing ourselves as the Christ on this earth. Yeah, that's right. I said the Christ, the anointed one with his anointing living on this earth. Why? Because it's Christ in who? You. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 17, that by living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Again, that is 1 John 4, 17. Well, you got to ask yourselves, my friends, how is Jesus right now? Doing really good. He's at the right hand of the Father, and it says that you're just like this, why you're on this earth. See, a lot of times we want to put off into the future when we get to heaven, but we miss what God wants for us right here, right now. In your home right now, listen to this podcast, maybe in your vehicle, driving to work, from work, running errands, whatever it is. Right now at this moment, as you hear my voice coming across this anointed and appointed podcast, you 
are good enough. See, as Jesus is right now at the right hand of the Father, we got to understand that that's how we are right now on and in this earth. A son filled with God's light, God's life flowing from his nature and his heart into us. See, the Bible says in Galatians 2.20, Galatians 2.20 says, my old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and it no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life, it's not even no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We now live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. My friends, if Jesus dispensed all that he is and all that he will ever be into your life, my friends, believe me, you are more than a conqueror. You've been made a champion. The bloodline of that champion, Jesus, now runs in you. If he ain't a failure, neither are you, because just as he is right now, so are you right now in this world. So ask yourself, how does the Father see Jesus? Because the same way the Father sees Jesus is now the same way that the Father sees you. See, the word union means one not separate. Jesus is no longer on the outside walking with you. He is now walking in you and through you. When you move, he moves. And the same way you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you continually are infused with strength, encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith that you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based upon the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in the human form. And our own completeness is now found in him. I hope you got that. Our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. And through our union or oneness with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All the guilt and the power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. For we've been buried with him in his death, and our baptism into death also means that we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power, the power that raised him from death's realm. See, this realm of death describes our formal state. For we were held in sin's grasp, but now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never, never to return. For we are forever alive and forgiven of all of our sins. All? Yes, my friends, that means that the ones you haven't even committed yet. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all, our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Everything that we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and now permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. Now get this. He was not their prisoner. They were his. He, Jesus, was not their prisoner. 
No, those demons and devils, my friends, they were made his. That's Colossians 2, 6 through 15. My friends, all I can say to all that in that scripture is freedom, 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 and absolute freedom right there. See, nothing is being held against you, absolutely nothing. No sin, no failure, no mistake, no abortion, no drug addictions, no alcohol, no track marks in your arm, no prostitution. Nothing can ever separate you from his never-ending love. So my question is, what's your mental image? Because, see, a lot of times we get our mental image based upon, well, what we've done right and what we've done wrong. Man, I'm having a good day. My mental image is good because I've done it right. What happens on the days where you trip and fail? What's your mental image? See, righteousness is yours on your good days, and righteousness is yours on your worst days. Sonship is yours on the day that you're doing everything right, and sonship is yours on the day that you've done everything it seems wrong. See, you got to stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live in a beautiful state, beautiful life, satisfying and perfect, and perfect in his eyes. That's Romans 12, 2. See, we must start renewing our minds to the way that we are supposed to be thinking, guys. If not, then how are we going to ever view ourselves the way God does? See, our thinking must be transformed by the word to who we are and what we can do in Christ. Well, think about this. John 14, 12 says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. My friends, if you view yourself as a failure, never able to get it right, just a screw up and a mess up that God's out to get and to punish you, then you'll never walk in the fullness of that because you'll think that God's against you when the Bible says, if God be for you, then who dare be against you? God's for you. He's not out to get you. He's out to get you with his love, and that's all, my friends. See, it's time the church starts taking responsibility with the truth of John 14, 12, and start acting upon the words of Jesus and get to work. If he said that we can do it, then we can do it, Jesus. That settles it. Your word's good enough. What about Acts chapter 4, verses 29 through 30? So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empowers us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power to heal through us and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. Yes, sir, that's it, my friends. That is it. The word is looking, the world is looking for this truth. And we carry the answer everywhere we go. But what's our mental image? Is it a failure? I'll never get it right. I'm not good enough. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. God's mad at me. He's out to get me. I need more anointing. I need more power. I need more of his glory because what I have is not enough. And God's going to look at you and say, I've already unloaded everything that I am on the inside of you. You have what it takes. You have what it takes. See, when the word is preached, all heaven stands at attention, my friends. Jesus is seen for who he really is and miracle signs will follow. We must start getting this image in us that we can do this. This is the normal Christian life. It's Christ in his fullness living in man. The Bible says in Acts chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, continually more and more people believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Great crowds of both men and women, in fact, 
when people knew that Peter was even going to walk by, they carried the sick to the streets and laid them down on cots and mats, knowing the incredible power emanating from him would overshadow them and heal them. Great numbers of people swarmed into Jerusalem from nearby villages. They brought with them the sick and those troubled by demons, and everyone was healed. My friends, I got good news for you. The Holy Spirit on purpose put in the word what needed to be written so one day it would be read, but not just read, but acted out. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit on purpose put in the word on purpose for it to be read, but then acted out. But now the acting out is not just Jesus and the disciples doing it. It's you now doing it. See, the book of Acts was never meant to be ended. It's meant to be continued with your life and with my life. But again, what's our mental image? Is our mental image healthy or is it of destruction, of failure? I'm never good enough. I'm just a mess up. I'm a screw up. I'll never get it right. Everything that I start, it always crumbles and is failure. Well, who said that? Who said that? See, are you listening to the voice of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you or the voice of the accuser who's always against you? See, we need to start getting the mental image, using our imagination to see ourselves ministering to the sick in the very same way that Peter just did. Start seeing yourself dripping with the very life of God, absolutely saturated and overflowing with the very life of God. That any sickness or disease that gets around you gets annihilated because the Christ lives in you. What about Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 12? What about Paul? See, Holy Ghost put that in there for a reason, not for us to always look back and go, wow, look what Paul did, but for us to go and to do the same thing. God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Because of this, people took Paul's handkerchiefs and articles of clothing, even pieces of cloth that had touched his skin, laying them on the bodies of the sick and diseases, and demons left them, and they were all healed. My friends, if you'll go back, if what was touching Paul's body and the people got healed, if what was touching Peter's body got out into his shadow and they got healed, kind of sounds like Jesus to me. The woman with the issue of blood reached out and touched what his prayer saw, the hem of his garment, and what, got healed? Well, maybe there's something to this. Maybe we need to start seeing ourselves in this way and that right mental image. See, God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through whose hands? Your hands. See, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Ghost and with great power. He did wonderful things for others and divinely healed all who were under the tyranny of the devil, for God has anointed him. Even though that's about Jesus, my friends, it's also about you, but where's your mental image? See, God gave us an imagination for a reason, and we can use it to sin, or we can use it to be blessed and to see the things that Jesus did as us doing it, and then step into those truths. See, how God anointed you, how God anointed you, take this truth by force and bite down so hard that nothing can get it to release you, nothing at all. Nothing can get that to be released out of your bite. This revelation and truth is yours, my friends. It's time for you to find your place that has been written about you. Identify with Jesus and do what he does so you can get the results that he got in the world that needs them. Jesus opened the word to find his place, so now it's time to open the word and to find our place. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 
verses 18 through 19. It says, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. But my friend, I got a question for you. When will you take your place and stand up and let them see you? See, the glory's already been revealed in you, my friends. Will you take your place? Colossians chapter 1, verses 27, it says that it's Christ in you is the hope of glory. Well, my friends, I need you to get a right mental image right now that Christ is not going to be in you when you get to heaven. He's in you right here, right now. Will you endeavor to step up and step out and to take your place as being a son? See, Christ is the one that lives in you. Christ is the one that lives in you. See, your mental image must be that of Christ. He is the only standard. Press in and take your place as a son who has already been made just like Jesus right here, right now. Now let your image be of that, my friends. My friends, your mental image needs to be Christ in you. My friends, God never made a failure, and he's not about ready to. He loves you. He lives in you. He wants to manifest himself to you and through you. My friends, thank you for listening to the Anointed and the Appointed podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. I appreciate it. I love you. Until next week, my friends, attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. Miraculous.